This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. This is Time Capsule Episode 400. This is my magazine-style interview podcast. Constellation is a new Apple TV Plus series about an astronaut who comes home after a year in space and finds changes in her life and her world. I recently spoke to writer and creator Peter Harness and director Michelle McLaren. Believe it or not, in the first episode, I had a working theory as to what was going on. And I actually, every episode since, I figured out that I was on the right path. So, but it was still very intriguing. What about crafting this story and and making it all work? I mean, that must have been a monumental. Well, actually, you start with, because it was your story. Yes. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, yes, I mean, it, it, it was, but... Um, I, th- I think really the kind of um, the the important thing for me amongst all of the the different elements of it and the kind of little uh, narrative tricks and and uh, bits of quantum physics and ghost stories that are in there, it was it was really about um, the experience of uh, a parent being separated from their child and and a child kind of uh, trying to reunite with with their parent after after b- being very distant and um you know i think that that's that that's not everybody spends a year in space but everybody has an experience of being a child or a parent or or or, or both and i and i think that um Digging into that relationship and digging into the kind of family relationships and and um, the picture of uh, someone perhaps going through a kind of terrible kind of period of uh, mental illness, I think getting that right is was was the important thing for me. And all of these other trappings on top of it uh, were um, uh, you know. Uh, you know, we're, we're kind of uh, extra, extra fun touches, uh, basically. So it's getting the characters right, and I think they'll, that leads you through whatever else you're doing with the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would just say, from a from a execution point of view, there were so many wonderful challenges on this. It's a non-linear story, and so we needed to figure out how we were going to set up certain things that were going to not pay off until much later in in the story and you seem very observant so you probably noticed that there's certain shots in the pilot where you might think it's an objective angle and it turns out later you find out it's actually somebody's point of view we also wanted to set up a sense of uh paranoia or voyeurism in it uh, is there somebody watching um, is it is it you from another reality am I going crazy uh, and these are things that that we wanted to layer into the show um, and there's a lot of Easter eggs a lot of Easter eggs in in the uh, first two episodes that again pay off later and I'm hoping that when people get to the end of episode eight that they love it so much they want to go back and take a look and notice more so some of those Easter eggs that they might have missed uh, at the at the beginning or, or at least hopefully their subconscious uh, took it in but there was just the scope of the show was was very challenging really exciting we shot in in north in the Arctic in northern Finland and we in Morocco in the desert and we built built the ISS on stage in in Berlin so it was um, it was thrilling mm-hmm. uh, from both of you talk about like some of the even though it's a science fiction story and a human story there's also horror elements in there too. So talk about 
some of the cool stairs that were in there and incorporating those? Well, basically, I think it started for me, it started it started as a ghost story, you know, um, the 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 kind of germ of the idea was uh, something that happened to me when I was staying in a in a cabin in the woods in Sweden, and uh, at night we would hear this lost little girl calling "Mama, Mama" in the forest, and I don't know whether she was there or not, but we could we could never find her, and 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 that kind of that little ghost girl stuck with me, and when I was writing this 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 show about space, which also um, you know weird things do happen up there and some of the weird things that happen in the show are inspired by by kind of stories that astronauts have uh, have told after after coming back after you know hearing things and seeing weird things up up, up there um so for me the kind of genesis of it was this obviously the relationship between this parent and the child but the genesis of it was a kind of ghost story and um and i think it's really interesting to do ghost stories in uh, you know the setting is is always key for a ghost story and and a ghost story in space i think is really exciting i i think it's also it's a psychological thriller too and is it are these things happening in her head or are they really happening and i i mean i love scaring people I think probably because I I can be scared very easily and I think it's really fascinating to to go old school horror when you're doing things like walking towards a dark staircase and you're the audience is going don't go up there but you know she's got to go up there because her daughter might be up there you don't know what's up there she's she has to go and or when she leaves the the Soyuz and goes out to hear the knocking sound in the ISS it's it's human curiosity but you're wondering is it in her head or isn't it and um and we thought you know let's let's go old school horror with with these moments because that's fun and it's scary look for constellation on apple tv plus starting on february 21st more time capsule in a moment back in 2016 i spoke to amanda schull at San Diego Comic-Con. At the time, she was doing 12 Monkeys. Hey, this is cool for you. Uh, I mean, you get to be, I mean, we just got it from the, your showrunner. Uh, you get to be more of a partner. Terry Well, you're gonna, we're going to see you, see alternate versions of you. you got some challenges coming up here. Don't set me up for even more of a challenge than I already feel. Yeah. Season two is going to be, it's going to be exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. You said it. That my character has some challenges. I have, as an actor, some really great material that I'm going to get to work with and that's only the first three episodes I'm talking about so I can't even imagine what the other ten they have cooking for me are going to be like. From what we've seen the relationship with Cole and with Cassandra with Cassie has really been one of the really one of the bedrocks of the show and both of you have just bringing your A-game to it. Uh, what's it been like just the arc so far that we've seen that you're playing together? Now you're kind of separated a little bit. Now. Yeah we're separated and we're in alternative worlds that neither one of us has ever experienced yet. I think that um, without giving away too many spoilers, uh, I think they become products of their environment 
environment. I'll speak more about my character than about his. That's his. Um, that's his uh, foundation to, to speak his little soapbox. But I, um, I get to have this opportunity to live in a world with with Dr. Rayleigh that she had only ever heard about from Cole, and she becomes much more adaptive and understands the plague and the people behind it in a way that she formerly had no no understanding of before. And lastly, I think this is one of the ballsiest and most imaginative shows on sci-fi. Imagine greater picture of 12 monkeys. I mean. Oh, thank you. No, they do a really good job with the material, don't they? It's like you don't know what's coming, yeah. and then when you see alternate versions, you go, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And they're going to do some stuff with time travel and the way that they've written it this year that will really... <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Great to see you again. Nice to see you, and too. Sure hopefully we'll see each other at Christmas again. You know. I look forward to it. All right. Thank, thank you thank very you. much. Thank you. More time capsule in a moment. Angela Kang, Gail Ann Hurd, and Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead from San Diego Comic-Con 2019. That aired in 2020 because of COVID. And a very special thank you to Sole Venezia. Let's go. One of the things that um, that I feel is when, when Gal and Frank first developed the show, they took it to a couple places and people were like, you can't, you can't do a show like this on TV. Like, first of all, how do you afford it? How do you make the zombies? How do you do all these practical gags? And people kind of, they didn't get it and they didn't understand how it could be done. So between Fox and AMC, they were the ones that went, yeah, this is, this is something new and bold and different. And I feel like The Walking Dead really paved the way for a lot of great genre television now because now it's acceptable. Listen, horror, horror at times was always considered lowbrow. You know, when Silence of the Lambs won Academy Award for Best Picture, nobody called it a horror movie. They're like, it's a psychological thriller. Because, because there are times when horror has this lowbrow connotation to it. But then The Walking Dead comes along with great actors and great characters and great story. And all of a sudden, people are accepting of genre material. And, and, and I, then the number of people who said, who said, like, it's not about the zombies, it's about the people. And yeah. we've, been, we've been saying that from the very beginning. But now, now you know, the fans convince their friends, even to this day, that, you know, they've got 140 episodes to catch up on. But, uh, <laughs> but it's like, no, just just try the first one, you know? And by like the way, you know who wins? Chip. Everybody wins. Because then you get all these great new shows and all this... All, you know, it's sort of like the, you know, I always go back and remember like I think it was like 1980, summer of like 80, 81, 82, and it was like Aliens and Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Thing, and like every summer all these great movies came out that just, it's like Creepshow, Road Warrior, you know, like every summer you I was at the movies like every weekend seeing something, mm -hmm. and now I feel like that's where we are with television, there's so much amazing stuff out there that 10 years from now, everything that we've been doing um, is just going to continue to explode and continue to provide amazing uh, material. Well, I love the fact that we, we have Robert Kirkman's underlying comic book as, you know, <laughs> well, but we're not 
we're not through it, and 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 I'll, I'll get to that. But um, but as an inspiration, as like a roadmap that you don't follow precisely, but you refer to to make sure that you're still on track. And and I love the fact that the way that he ended it, that it's hopeful that we survive the zombie apocalypse, that we have an opportunity to make a better world. And there's still some bad people in it, you know. And there's still some people that, um, you know, that that don't realize what a blessing it is to live in a world where you don't have to worry about you know, your survival day to day. And I think that's a great reminder for all of us. And I think that the, the show continues to be relevant um, because we are dealing with we are dealing with a fractured world of people who are are creating you know divisive groups. They're like the divisive groups that we have in in the show in which they're everyone thinks they're the hero everyone thinks they have the answer and uh, and the great thing about this season is we we bring a lot of our disparate groups together to fight an even greater threat um, you know and the, the, and and the greater threat is using fear as a weapon I'll say that something that I'm very proud of with this show and you know we've all you know Greg and Gail have been there since the beginning I started in season two which is mm-hmm. the seventh episode and I think you know this show has such a legacy of um, showing both men and women and children who are strong and um, the diversity of our cast. I mean, you'll even see like the people who are here, you know, from different walks of life, people from different countries. Um, And I think, you know, to be able to have a show that is as popular as ours, that shows such a wide range of the types of people who are in the world and that people from all walks of life can come together and work together to, to survive the odds and to be stronger together as a team than as, you know, divided foes, I think is a really hopeful message and I think it's a really beautiful message and I, I, I hope that that's something that, you know, certainly I think the fans connect to, but that, that that's something that we've done that is beyond just like being a TV show, you know? Listen, you know, being, being a fan, you know, like I've been going to Comic-Con for a billion years like I I would I would be here probably if I wasn't on a panel because it's it, it's the fans that that find the connection to the material that, that really that really helps elevate it and I was I was saying earlier you know we're in the, we're in the middle of shooting so this is like a jolt of adrenaline for everybody that works on the show because we finally get to share what we've been doing with the world so to have that that instant sort of gratification and approval it's like okay we're doing something right now we're we're like re-energized to go back into battle to finish the season um, and I, I love listen, I'm a behind the scenes guy I'm not one of the pretty faces that that uh, I'm a behind the scenes guy I've you know makeup effects and but people still stop me on the street and they just want to say thanks they just want to thank me for for what I've done for the show and what I've done for them and I love the stories where people tell me I was in a car accident and I was in the hospital and Sunday nights were the nights that you know what you guys did got me through and I, I, those stories mean the world to me you know and uh, I just think it's you know the, the show like like Angela was saying you know 
the show started out with a diverse cast with strong characters you know Andy and Lenny and Sarah Callies and John Bernthal and then Sonequa who you know and and all these amazing people that have come through the show so to me it's it's a tribute to um, the fans and that's what we try to do every year we try to come and thank them by showing them the trailers and getting them enthusiastic and, and excited about the show so for me the, the, the fan experience is, is everything and probably because I meet somebody and I'll say oh. <laughs> you know, I, I have the same butterflies so when people meet me I, I sort of understand it and then I appreciate it and you know, I, I love the fact that the show has proven that uh, you know a lot of people um, believe some have the misperception that horror genre is not for women. Mm -hmm. And I keep telling them, wait a minute, I was a geek or a nerd before those were even words. Um, and you know, and, and this is what we love. And I would like that myth dispelled once and for all. I mean, you you go to any one of our events. We were just at this with the Walker Horde at uh, Petco. And more than half the people who showed up were women. Yeah. Half the people in the audience. Half the people around the world who watched the show are women. And and I just love that we show a world in which women can be strong. Women can make great villains. Um, women can change from not believing in themselves to becoming leaders. And uh, you know, and I, and I and I just love that that it is a diverse world and a world where women have proven that they are equal to men. The Andrew Lincoln Walking Dead movie is now only going to television. I mean, I think that that's, that's more in Scott Gibble's realm, but, um, you know, I know that they've all, there have been many conversations behind the scenes that, you know, it's, it'd be sort of out of school for me to talk much about it, but um, I think that, you know, they wanted to kind of hold that reveal because it's, it's really exciting news yeah. for everybody. I think that it's great news, you know. I think that the, the um, Walking Dead deserves to be on a big screen, and Andrew Lincoln deserves to be on a big screen with it, you know, playing this iconic role that worldwide have been following for so many years so I, I'm just as a fan excited for that yeah Listen, I mean, the interesting thing is when we have our premieres and we screen the episodes in movie theaters, every single time Gail and I would be like, We're like why do we not, yeah. like, why do we not edit? We, we could, we could, you could put, you know, and, and Scott Gimble and I, two years ago, we were like, we should do a film festival called, like, Night of the Walking Dead, and we just screen episodes in theaters and watch them all night and then do, like, Q&A and stuff, because it's a different experience, you know? I mean, always, you know, growing up and going to the theater to see movies and it's a communal experience. What I love about The Walking Dead is The Walking Dead is a communal experience. People get together and watch it. But, they, but to see it on a big screen, you know, and I know that was really when the idea of the movies came up years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was always like, well, Star Trek did it. Like, we should do I remember it. remember we watched in the Cinerama Dome. Yeah, yeah. And so there's, it's really like the show has a complete, I can't wait to see the premiere in, in a movie theater mm -hmm. because, you know, the, the visuals that we embrace but I think that there was that was always the hope always the hope was like how great would it be to have a walking dead movie in the theater so the fact that that, that they've been able to make that happen I mean that's pretty that's pretty monumental accomplishment from everybody 
I know you were hoping at one stage to have Andy Lincoln back to direct for season 10. Now that does not worked out. I mean, is there still the hope that he will direct? Well, he shadowed. Yeah. He absolutely shadowed. You know, but it's all got to work. It's got to work in terms of our shooting schedule and his schedule. Yeah. So, and I can't believe that your name is the inverse. Really my name. That's really my name. Perfect. Oh, <laughs> that is absolutely crazy. But the thing about it is, I, I don't know if you saw on Instagram or on Twitter, all of the things that he, his photos that he arranged with the, with the people at the hotel yeah. to put in Norman and Jeffrey's Oh yeah, I was, I was I there. Mean, he's, yeah, he's still with us. Yeah. As Denai said, better than anyone on the, on, in, you know, on the stage in Hall H, when you're part of The Walking Dead, you're a part of The Walking Dead, the TWD family forever. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is much deeper and stronger than anything else I've ever been involved with. And that goes with people like John Bernthal and Sarah Wayne Kelly, who were only around for a couple of few seasons. Just a reminder that Sci-Fi Talk Plus has a special offer for you and also your friends and family. There's 900 episodes commercial-free, uncut, video now, and even special programs. The best part about it, it's free. Click on the link in the show notes for free lifetime access. Oh, I almost forgot. You can actually make playlists now of a podcast episodes. So you listen to the type of podcast only you want to listen. It can be customized to your taste. So take advantage of this special offer as it will expire soon. And that is Time Capsule Episode 400. This is Tony Tolado. Thanks for listening.